0: Welcome to the Matthew Dark Show. You know what
1: woke means? It means you're a loser. If we lose freedom here, there is no place to escape to. This is the last stand on earth. Where hypocrisy meets accountability.
0: I just want to do God's will. So I'm happy tonight. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing any man. My eyes have seen the glory of the coming.
2: Sit back and enjoy or call in and get involved
1: The prisoner wishes to
3: say a word Freedom!
4: Ladies and gentlemen It's showtime. Now here's your host. Take it away, Matthew.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in, welcome aboard. This is the Matthew Dark Show, KLZ 560, this Thursday, June the 15th, 2023. We have another great show for you today. Before we do, let us give all praise and glory. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your goodness and your presence. We just ask that all things heard comes into our heart and prompts action, prompts our will, giving over to yours and doing yours as it is here on earth. We say all of it here here. In the heavenly and precious name of Jesus, we say amen and we thank you, folks. Welcome in, welcome aboard this Thursday. Uh, a special thanks again to Rockhaven Health and Wellness for their appearance yesterday. Of course, that's Rockhaven Health and and, of course, Colorado Medical The point of that institution, organization, nonprofit, 501c3, fully tax deductible, every single cent you send. We've said it a thousand times, it's a dead horse at this point. If you're buying Starbucks, skip it this week and send five. $5 somewhere where it can actually be impactful. ColoradoMedicalFreedom.com. You can get involved in all those lawsuits. Houston Methodist is up and running. UC Health is imminent, folks. Things are going to have to change, and it's we the people that are going to make those things change. So go to those websites. Show sponsor Roots Medical. That's RootsMedical.net, R-O-O-T-S-Medical.net. Now, this is newborns to 100-year-olds. You can cover everything, specialties in geriatric, newborn, hormone, thyroid, gut health, fatigue, Weight, sleep, all of it. Immune response must be tip-top. You must get off pharmaceuticals. You must get off government-dependent medicine. One way to do that is take control of your health today. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your health concerns. I will say this, folks. This is a phenomenon that's happening in America, and we're going to talk about this later in the show. I think it's a fascinating study. When COVID happened, what is it that made some people break and fold like a piece of paper? And other people, it prompted more strength and response than they even knew they had inside of them. What was it different for each of those individuals? We're going to go through some list of stuff that they tried to do to America. And it broke some people. And some people, it had them lock arms and says, no more. You stop right here. We're going to go through that list. But the vaccine injured. Let me say two things that are factual. Factual. Number one, and we're going to play some, holy cow, this Rochelle Walensky. She is a robot demon from another planet, folks. She is still spitting out that same line. That not true story that the vaccine is safe and effective and calls are open up. Luke, I want to make sure you do this. We are wide open phones all hour. We've had we've been guest heavy for a couple of weeks. We have get your calls in. I want to make sure that if you've got something on your heart, this is the show. This is the place you get it off of your heart and you get it spoken to. So, for example, if you still feel that the vaccines are safe and effective, Need to talk to you because you now are still in sort of some kind of bondage that we must break you free from. But Rochelle Walensky, former CDC, disgraced CDC director, oversaw one of the most horrific responses to public health in the history of mankind. Doesn't get worse than this. Is still testifying to things like the vaccines saved us from, you know. Extermination. So they were safe and effective. They prevented so much death, so much hospital. If you go back to the early conversations about COVID shots, Joe Biden, Dr. Fauci, the whole group. What was it? If you take one of these, you're not going to get COVID. You're not going to kill your grandmother. Remember that lie and that evolving lie, how it turned into it started there. And how did it end up? If you take a vaccine, you won't die from COVID. Even though the virus had mutated itself down to such a non-aggressive, now remember, highly contagious, not aggressive, not life-threatening, highly contagious, like almost all viruses do. That's how they evolve. They take credit for you not dying because you took one of the most poisonous, toxic substances known to mankind. That is fact, folks. It is irrefutable that that vaccine works. It does not. It is irrefutable that 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 vaccine doesn't hurt people. It's happening every day. And the sad thing that I get to hear on a regular basis, people will call our organization and they'll say, yeah, I got long COVID, son of a gun. And then we talk to them for a little bit longer in the intake process. And you know what you find out? They had four vaccines. They had three vaccines. That their life started to change after the vaccines. But the brainwash, the manipulation, the denial, And boy, there's denial in America. Not just with COVID; it goes everywhere. But holy cow, the denial—they—they somehow want to blame long COVID for their new neurological symptoms, their blood pressure symptoms, their stroke versus the vaccine that is filled, literally filled with spike protein nanolipid particles that are toxic to the human body. I don't think anybody would argue that ingesting gasoline is toxic to the human body. It can be fatal. The vaccine is no different. If you survive the vaccine, take a knee, thank God that you're not dead, do everything in your power to rebuild yourself, never touch another one, and tell your friends, be loud. That's what you must do. So lines are open. Text line is open too. 720-999-9493. You text Brave, you get involved that way. You call 303-477-5600. Get on there anytime. We're going to just keep moving through clips, moving through so much. You know, even if you hate Donald Trump, we talked a little bit about this yesterday. The fact that they want to take him away off the ballot entirely. If you remember in 2015, He comes down the escalator, Trump Hotel. That was a problem pretty much from day one. The moment he came off that escalator, popularity went through the roof. He was saying things out loud that we really weren't supposed to. Government elites, they don't want you talking about the Iraq war. They don't want you talking about the waste, the fraud, the corruption that goes on in Washington, D.C. That's their little game. You shut your mouth and go to work. Pay your taxes. Do as we say. They don't want any disruption to the little con game that they have going on. And Republicans, we're going to rip into them, too, because they had Adam Schiff on the hook, on the line for censure and fine. I'm going to talk about them. The problem in America right now is not so much that how wicked the left is, but how weak Republicans are. You can fight strength with strength. But if you look at a liberal in the eye that's pitching a Russia story, LGBTQ and COVID vaccines, and you quiver and run away into a corner like most Republicans do. Thomas Massey just did it this morning. Adam Schiff ran around for three years, 240 cable news appearances, talking about all the evidence that existed with Donald Trump and Russia, 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 that was emphatically blown out of the water as a farce. We know that Hillary Clinton paid buku money for the Steele dossier. We know that the FISA courts were lied to or in on it when they allowed spying on the Trump campaign. We know that James Comey was fully aware of everything that was going on. We know that Barack Obama was fully aware of everything that was going on. Joe Biden, they were all in on it. And what did Robert Mueller and the Durham report show us? No collusion. There was nothing there. No apologies. Nothing happened. None of those people. Adam Schiff, for three years, 200-plus news appearances, talked about ample evidence. Talked about how bad the Trump campaign was in bed with Russia, to the extent that it was. Clear danger to America. This is what they were saying for three years. Completely disrupted a presidency. Remember the coward Jeff Sessions? had to step down from his role, Attorney General, because he couldn't have any involvement, any say. They had to get him out. And what happened? In his stead, here comes a deep state swap monster to oversee the Russia investigation and let that go on and on and on. And they let the statute of limitations run out on Hillary Clinton, where she was absolutely guilty. If you don't think Hillary Clinton was guilty of election fraud, election manipulation. We got to get you an IQ test tomorrow. We got to get you scheduled ASAP. But they did nothing to her. She's a protected, demonic cabal elite. But Donald Trump was outsider. Donald Trump was growing popularity with the Joe Blow construction worker, with the regular family members, with the everyday Joe. Donald Trump was their man. And that was a big problem for Washington, D.C., Republicans have had an opportunity now to impeach, um, oh, I don't know, Mayorkas, (laughs) I mean, Anthony Blinken, Joe Biden, all this cabinet. And we're going to have some clips of it. You can tell a member of the Joe Biden cabinet, that, by the way, they answer questions in front of Congress like a snake, uh, weaving around every single part of the answer. They won't give you a straight answer on anything. They lie and they don't blink an eye. I mean, you got to give them credit. They are good at this game of lying their ass off right to your face. Why can they do that? Because well, you know nothing's going to happen to you. Why? Because you got weak Republicans that don't want to touch it. And what do they always say? Oh, well, we don't want to start a precedent. Oh, no, no, no. The precedent has already been started when they attacked Donald Trump when he came down those escalators. The precedent has been in for seven years now going on eight. Thomas Massey of Kentucky is worried about, if we censure Adam Schiff for his lies to the American people, risk it all for the American people. Every single one of these Congress members, doesn't matter if they have a D or an R, they want to be there for life. They don't want to work in the real world like you and I. They don't want to see if they have what it takes to make it. Power upon the people. And so they don't want to rock that boat. But when I think of a a person in Congress who is deserving of censure, of deserving of ridicule, deserving of fined for what he's done, the amount of money that was spent on Russia, take your homeless community problems and wipe them off the planet. We can take that $100 million and fix communities tomorrow. Drug addicts tomorrow. We can get members of our LGBTQ into mental health that they need for $100 million. We can fix that problem, too. But we didn't do that. We investigated Trump for like seven years over a story that never happened. And they knew it didn't happen from the beginning. They lied about it. And all these people walk free. So when Thomas Massey of Kentucky... Who you think is like, that's what blows me about all these Republicans. Josh Hawley, uh, Lindsey Graham, not Lindsey Graham, um, John Kennedy. All these senators and representatives, they all, like, that's my guy. He's doing it. And they all fall short. None of them will go all the way. They sit there and they attack the things that the Biden administration are doing. They call out the injustices. They say we need investigation. They say all this crap. They do nothing. When it comes right up there putting your money where your mouth is, they flinch. They flinch every time. So they're so worried about setting a precedent. But I can tell you right now, that precedent does need to be set. Because if a member of Congress runs around for three years stoking and inflaming a false investigation about a duly elected, uh, by-the-people president... Yeah, I'm sorry. That does need censure. That does need to be fine. That needs to be removed. You're not fit for public service. Sorry. That's okay. Go do something else. Most of the Biden fans, uh, most of the Biden cabinet, most of the liberals on the left, you wouldn't let them run a Burger King. You would not let Corinne Jean-Pierre run a Walmart. There's no way she's qualified to do that. No way. When you look at those self-checkout deals at King Supers. Safeway. You know, they got the one lady that's running six units or whatever. most of the Biden cabinet could not run that job. They couldn't do it. What they can do, though, is turn on their robot mode and lie to the American people that they're somehow, uh, I don't know, by protecting trans kids and their deviant monster parents, that's saving our democracy. They can do this where they lie to your face and say, if we don't send every nickel to the Ukraine, democracies all across the world fall. They can do that. They can look at you straight in the face and say that the COVID vaccines are safe and effective. Effective at what? Safe for who? They can do that very well. They couldn't run a Burger King. No way. So then you look at Donald Trump and they say, well, gosh, this didn't go very good with Hillary Clinton. That failed. Tried to rub him out with the fake Russia hoax. That didn't work. He got elected. I remember the New York Times posted, it was either day of or the the weeks before the election in 2016. They had predicted... This is before they turned on their nationwide mail-in balloting and the Dominion and the electronic voting machines really ramped up. They did not put them on. They didn't think they had to. They did not think they had to. They predicted a 90% to 10% win for Hillary Clinton. This is the New York Times. That's still a newspaper clipping you can get a hold of. Didn't work, the Russia collusion. It didn't work when they tried to, you know, do the – what was that that news program he was on where he talked the locker room talk? Didn't work. Everything they tried to dismantle Donald Trump with up until election day, it didn't work. They moved right into the Russian collusion fake story, that didn't work. Cost a lot of money. It, it derailed a lot of advancement for policy. Didn't work. Then, then, what did they do? They said, okay, well, this is—we're not going to do this again. So, in 2020, we're going to turn on nationwide mail-in ballots, guys. This is not rocket scientists. The Republican-held Senate, state Senate in Pennsylvania, allowed the Supreme Court there to get rid of signature verifications eleven days before that election. <laughs> You saw with Kerry Lake how they shut down polling centers on election days, knowing that 70 percent of Republicans were going to go vote in person that day. And they just turned them off in Maricopa County. Defend that, liberal. Defend that. You can't. You can't. You, you, you can't defend that and then say you love the trans kid. You can't defend that and then say COVID vaccines are all because we love you and we want to see you live. And we don't want you. To, we don't lose you. To, you can't say both in the same sentence the pagan party, the hypocrite party, the Democrat party right now is one of the most vile organizations in the history of mankind. And this is of nationally, worldwide, everywhere, the Democrat party agenda, the hypocrisy associated with that agenda is disgusting. You gotta look at yourself in the mirror, Democrat mom and dad, have a little self-respect, swallow that pride and say, you know what, you're right. They don't serve a single thing that I'm thinking about every day. Food on the table, getting that promotion. What about family vacation? Are, are, are we saving enough money to send our kids to college? You're thinking about things like that. They're thinking about how do we get a hold of your three year old because that's really more the ideal age to start gender transition. Does that really suit any of the things you're thinking about at the dinner table at your house right now? Honey, we, our daughter, should we? I mean, are we having enough conversations about her being a little boy? If you are, your sick parent need to be institutionalized, maybe worse. But most parents are not having that conversation at home. They're not thinking about it. But their passivity is saying, "It's fine. Go ahead. It won't happen to me. It won't happen to you." Really? How many parents do you think that got a trans kid come home from college, come home from middle school, come from from high school? How many parents do you think, that, "Oh, it's not going to happen to us"? How many parents do you think that lost kids to fentanyl? Because they were just taking a painkiller or going to try something and their kid didn't wake up the next. How many people thought that going to happen to us? Can happen to you, absolutely. There's nothing special about you. Doesn't matter COVID, doesn't matter LGBTQ, doesn't matter fentanyl. It can be you. So we're asking you to look in the mirror, Democrat and weak Republican, and say enough's enough. It's just as sick to be bullied by the demonized left as it is to be a member of the demonized left. I refuse to be bullied by the demonized left, and so should you, and most of you are. Most of you find it repulsive. Now we're taking that next step to speaking and pushing back, standing against. We stand against the mutilation of a three year old. We absolutely do. We stand against the inner city violence that happens every single weekend. All over this country, as the Democrats say nothing about black-on-black violence, black-on-black murder, they say nothing. Crickets. You can hear them right now. When the topic of inner-city violence comes up, Democrats in this country, they don't, and how could they? They're the ones responsible for it. Who else would be responsible for the social structure in our ghettos in America? Who, who else would you be What Republican is running Compton, California, or Washington, D.C., or, or Atlanta? What, what Republican is the mayor and the representatives of those counties? Who? There isn't one. So that's too much of a gut check to look in the mirror and say, yeah, we really failed our people. They're living in hell, and we have no plan to get them out. Donald Trump, though, had great popularity with blacks, Latinos, and the middle class, you know, man of the people. And they said, Well, that's not okay. We are not see it's gonna be really hard for Joe Biden to go top the 81 million votes in 2024. That's gonna be a really tough feat. Even though they did it and we remember we had the Pennsylvania, we had Wisconsin, we had Georgia, we had all these states sort of in unison. Close in the middle of the night, where Donald Trump was way up. I mean, this is ridiculous. Think when you say this out loud, you sound like you really wrote a bad comic book. So you had Donald Trump really winning by a lot in places like Pennsylvania and Wisconsin, but then the machines got turned off, the lights go out, everybody go to bed. It's okay. We'll get. A, we'll take care of this in the morning. It's all legit. Don't look. Nothing to see here. Keep walking. Sleep like a baby. And then when you wake up the next day, Joe Biden is miraculously winning by a lot. I mean, here he comes. Boom, ba -ba boom. And here we got mail, another dump of ballots coming in, another dump here. See, that's going to be really hard to pull that off again this time. And I know Dominion sued the snot out of Fox News and got a billion dollars, even though their revenue, that's like, you know, 10 years worth of revenue for Dominion. They got that in one shot, and don't think that that wasn't a part of the deal with Fox News. Fox News, folks, is as big as Uniparty thinks as you can get a hold of. And now with no Tucker Carlson, give me a break. It is Uniparty Central. Uniparty.com is where you go to get all that information. That's what they're doing. So they were complicit in that settlement. They got rid of Tucker Carlson. Don't talk about the Ukraine war. Don't talk about the COVID shots. Don't talk about the things and the bills that we're passing that give us more and more control over you. Stop talking about Donald Trump. That's disruptive. We've already talked about a Donald Trump unleashed. Donald Trump not having to ever run for any office ever again in his life is the most dangerous thing to the establishment that they've ever seen coming. That is fact, not fiction. It was a death sentence to the establishment, the Uniparty. They know that. And that's the whole point of this monologue is that this was not this is not about promoting Joe Biden's policies to get him elected. They have to have Donald Trump off the ballot. They have to take him out of the game. He can't even be a choice to check off. Have to take him off. So what do they want to do? They want to put him in jail for a life. They want to put him in. One of these is 20 years. One of these is 20 years. And they want to do that right now. Bill Barr, the pathetic, shameful, absolute slob attorney general under President Trump, who is now looking at these charges and saying, oh, my gosh, he's done this. You've got to be kidding me. He needs to be jailed for life. And he actually has the nerve to say this. He has the nerve to say this because he also wants to keep in line with the rule of law. But starting with Trump don't go back and prosecute obama don't go back and prosecute hillary clinton don't go back and prosecute joe biden establish the rule of law right now right here with donald trump that is bs let's get a call lewis welcome in sir how you been welcome what you got this
1: morning yeah brother two things one you know the proverb says if a leader leader listens to lies all his servants become wicked amen and that's where we are with biden all his servants are wicked. That's why they can lie with a straight face, because they are so demonically controlled. Because the leader is a liar. Amen. Second, second, last night we had Bible study, and our pastor mentioned how research has shown that uh, the the hormones effect of young folks used to be from uh, seventeen to twenty two. And that's why people got married earlier. Mm-hmm. But now, he said the research shows that hormones in kids are beginning at 10, 11, and 12. And that's why Satan has zoomed in <sighs> to affect these people because they know these hormones are, are beginning younger. Yeah. And that's why they're telling them, well, you may be a boy, yep. young lady. Yep. No, you, you may be a girl, guy. Right. So, and. <laughs> That's what has happened. Those hormones have started affecting earlier and so these kids <sighs> demonically yep. demonically controlled these people. And that's why, you know, we know the scripture says there is a hell. Yep. And a lot of them are heading there if they don't repent and turn in our nation. I mean we got this we got to stop killing babies. Ugh. What Right, this is a state for it, Louis. Louis, this state has
0: nine-month abortion up until full term with no medical reason. T- purely selective. Okay. If that's not demonic to you. And you know what another amazing stat is? There are twice as many people out there waiting to adopt children as there are abortions per year. So that means there's right. a taker for every single baby that they're slaughtering in the delivery room. And they do that in this state all the time. And they collect big bucks, big, 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 big money, baby. OK, there's an adopting family saying, we'll take it. We'll take it. What are you doing? Don't throw that out. I'll eat it. You know, it's like you're going to throw away your, the rest of your dinner. And the guy says, I'm still hungry. I'll, I'll eat. You. We got families ready to adopt and they're willing to do an abortion the day before
1: birth. Only a <laughs> demon could do that. And look at and look at these people. Look at our governor sign the bill for abortion up to the moment of birth, yep. but yet sign a bill to eliminate the death penalty for those who committed. <sighs> you, you just murder. hit the best. This is my favorite
0: hypocrisy, Lewis. If you ever want to take a, a liberal seriously, you do this, and you just nailed it. So you're on the money. You're doing God's work. They are emphatically, and this is across the Democrat sort of platform. They are pro-abortion without question. You have, How dare you question why I want to abort this brand new, ready to be delivered. They are anti the death penalty penalty while they are pro-abortion now you tell me on what planet that those morals principles and values come together in any sense they don't but what they do say is that we we have more mercy for the child killer than we do the eight and a half month old fetus that is sick that is spawn of satan there is no other way to go for that kind of thinking
1: and also for all the Christians out there that don't believe in the death penalty for those who committed murder, mass murder also, Mm -hmm. read Romans 13. It says that the authority do not bear the sword in vain. Now, that sword was not used to cut butter. Right. That was execution. And they say, well, we can't take a life. Well, it's not you. It's the authority that has the right through Scripture to say, You need to take that life because they took a life Mm -hmm. unmercifully.
0: That's not a hard concept. You know, the one thing, and you just hit on it, too, with the wicked, and this is something that we really want. See, Christians got all the power right now. Not only do they have this authority that's been given to them by God here on earth, but they have the authority to stand against this stuff. One of the things that the Christian has to do right now, they get very confused, and we heard, um, you know, we were speaking with Boz last week, too, about this very similar subject. It states the, com- the difference of this. Our our average Christian is confused by the terminology, love thy neighbor. Love thy neighbor as thyself. But what that's not saying is... Is that's love the sinner. Because you and I are sinners. We're we're gonna need to get repentance. Some point today, I'm gonna have some thought that's ah, it's an unclean thought, or you know what, I should have more grace in this moment, right? We're gonna go ask for repentance and renew our trust in Christ. The difference between the sinner and the wicked, though, are vast, and that you are not to love the wicked, and that when you enter into the space of the wicked, God actually calls us to destroy the wicked. Go back to Noah's Ark when the people had become so wicked he said kill them all they're all done right. they'd all turned right. against god see the christian has to understand that those demon-possessed wicked people that are existence right now and amongst us that can look you in the eye and say i have the right to mutilate this baby i have the right to sex change this baby i have the right to go into this mother's belly and kill this that's not a sinner that's the wicked, and you are to destroy the wicked, and you're to you and this isn't to go burn your neighbor's house down, but this is to speak that authority and stand and tell your Christian friends to join arms and stand against the wicked. We're going to have to get out of it. Weak Republicans and weak Christians are going to lead a lot of people into the gas chamber because they're complicit by their silence.
1: Yeah, exactly. They're loving them, right? To hell, exactly. Yep. yep,
0: yep. Well, you're on it, Louis. Sure. God bless you. Such a good call. You too. Keep them coming, baby. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, Louis. Uh but that's the point, folks. Is that it's, there's some lines in the sand that you just can't cross. <laughs> and in Colorado, I mean, think about it. this is so disgusting. So the other hypocrisy. So I love that hypocrisy. They're they pro abortion, anti death penalty. It makes no sense to anybody. It never will. Never had. And if you believe, if you subscribe to that. Uh, yeah iq IQ test mental health exam but then also like you know like what disease is growing inside of you what what other further medical testing needs to be done if you can look at yourself in the mirror and say i'm pro-abortion but i'm anti the death penalty who the hell do you think you are seriously the other thing that I love is from the Democrat left, and we're going to rip Democrats today. You know what? I think this is appropriate day. And when I start to play these clips, Luke, you're going to see exactly why they need to be torn to the shreds and t- to the scum that they are. Because they're lying to you. They're twisting everything and all to their demonic plan to change your thinking and break you, break your will. But they also say this, is at the same time that they're, they're the ones supposedly looking out for kids, You know, protecting the trans kid as they have no problem with a nine-month abortion. They have no problem with the same day you could be born or you could be aborted. They have no problem with that. But they're the party of we're standing up for kids. We're protecting kids. Who's going to save the trans kid? I mean, the conflictual hypocrisy is sickening. And I just don't understand why more Democrat moms and dads... I wish we had more Democrat moms and dad listeners because I'd love to understand how, how you can respect leadership that speaks that way do this do this This is a disgusting clip you know corinne jean pierre we've talked about at length on this show the reason she has the job that she has is because she is a black lesbian that is it's where it stops starts there ends there right period end of story she couldn't run a burger king you wouldn't hire as a receptionist you would not Enjoy her presence in any capacity. I can promise you that. This is not, this is a sicko psycho person that has been put in a position that she has no qualifications to have. But this is White House press conference just uh, Tuesday talking about, and this is a fairly legitimate question. So, parents, again, Democrat moms and dads, you have a little girl playing sports, baseball, wrestling, basketball, soccer, whatever, and here comes the gone through puberty, uh, trans kid, was a boy, fully developed now at 13 or 14, and now wants to play against your little girl. So the reporter is asking Corinne Jean-Pierre about that. Like, is that a safety concern? Because most guys I know, they can whoop the ass of a little girl. I just know that. But God did that, not because they're so special. That's the way God made them. Let me hear that clip.
4: What would the president say to parents out there who have daughters, let's uh, say in high school, for example, who are worried that their daughter may have to compete against a male, a, a person-born male, and, they, and there could be directly in physical athletic competition and worry about their daughter's safety?
2: So look, what you're alluding to is basically saying that transgender kids are dangerous it sounds like that's what you're saying well you're saying you're, you're saying that their safety is that is, is is at risk yeah but you're 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 laying out a broad kind of broad example or explanation of what could potentially happen a broad a broad example explain that is dangerous that is a dangerous thing to say
0: do anything or are we just supposed to be cool with that that's what the guy is talking about that's what the guy's talking about. I mean, but that's classic from what you anybody hired and working for the Biden administration has to think and operate like that. Uh, deceptive, manipulative. And quite frankly, that's just insane thinking. That, that is totally insane to suggest that question somehow indicates that trans kids are dangerous. Now, they're mentally ill and their parents are abusing them. That's a fact. Uh, they're going to grow up as whacked out adults and most likely either on the streets in an asylum, drug addicted or depressed. I mean, we know those things are coming for this. That's what happens when you abuse children and treat them like garbage. But nowhere did it say he was dangerous. H- I mean, h- <laughs> they're just so stupid. I mean, I'm sorry. There's no other word that describes the Biden administration better than the word stupid. This is another one. Now, Javier Bacara. Uh, and this is with Kevin Kiley. He was there. All now, these, these COVID congressional hearings are going on. Javier, Bacara, and now he's coming looking for more money. You know, we did a terrible job with the pandemic. Give us more money. Uh, we did a terrible job with this response. We need more money. This is how they go. Javier Becara, Secretary of the HHS. Now, remember, the HHS is important because they are the ones that have allowed access to the emergency authorized covid shots and just so folks know i know we've got some fans of the vaccine out there some lovers of the vaccine out there if you're taking a covid shot now th- almost three years after it's been in the market you are still taking a piece of medical research it is not licensed by the fda it does not stop transmission it does not prevent hol- hospitalization it does nothing for you it does nothing if you get covid vaccine uh, if you get a covid the virus today you are of no risk of dying, L- literally of no risk of dying. Now, now, if you get it and you're at already advanced stage lung cancer and you're already, say, maybe with de- uh, in hospice ready to die, fine. OK, that's not the population, though. The average person going to work, walking around has literally zero risk of dying from COVID. The only selling point that they're down to at the CDC and the federal government is The COVID shots will prevent you from dying. But the virus, by its nature, is already doing that. It's not going to kill you. Most people don't die from, you know, the allergies that they get, maybe seasonally, or a head cold. They don't die from that. Maybe they're just comforted for 24 hours. Give me a break. But Javier Bacara, he's such a slipper, and he's not a doctor, mind you. He's a lawyer who just has been doing health policy for 30 years, a bureaucrat, another swamp monster creature. He's being called out. If you remember, we played a clip here once before where we had daycare workers forcibly putting a mask on like a two or three year old. It's crying and they're trying to and they're forcibly doing this. It was child abuse. I call on all Christian conservatives, all people with a pulse that if you ever see an adult forcibly masking a child, get involved right there. You either call the police or go confront the perpetrator yourself. Right, That is child abuse because it serves no purpose to the child or the society at large. Play Javier Bacara. He didn't know what was coming to him, but this is a lying scumbag, too. Go ahead.
3: I see. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Secretary, did forcing two-year-olds to wear masks save lives? I'm, do what now? Did forcing two-year-olds to wear masks save lives?
4: Making sure people wore masks when it was appropriate was essential to make sure that we were able to get out of this pandemic. Sure,
3: but that wasn't my question. Could you answer the question that I asked? Which is? Did forcing two-year-olds to wear masks save lives?
4: And who did the forcing?
3: Well, this, your department, or the Head Start, which is under your department, had a mask mandate until late last year for two year olds and above, even outdoors. Uh, so can you point to any public health benefit of that policy?
4: Right, we, we never forced anyone to do anything because we don't have the jurisdiction or authority to do that. What we did was provide guidance on what would Mr. be Secretary, the policy- Mr. Secretary,
3: did Head Start have a mask mandate?
4: We, we provide a mask mandate, a requirement for jurisdictions that wish to receive money to provide particular so services. So
3: Head Start did have a mask mandate for kids, yes? We,
4: we had a mask mandate for uh, jurisdiction, um, excuse me, for agencies that wish to get federal dollars. So that's yes. So services. can you point to any benefit, yes to any public question.
3: health benefit from that policy, whether it was recommended or enforced, or forced, of uh, requiring young children to wear masks?
4: Did families benefit from the policy of using all protection, all precautions to avoid- uh, No,
3: I'm not asking you to rephrase my question as some abstract question that you'd rather answer. I'm asking that you, as the person as the Secretary of Health and Human Services, right now, can you point to any evidence that there was a public health benefit to forcing young children to wear masks?
4: Well, the fact that uh, today we are not losing lives the way we lost them when we first got into this pandemic- And you think that's because we forced two
3: year olds to wear
2: masks?
4: That's your interpretation. What I'm saying to you is that using good policies that give us the precautions to keep uh, our families from contracting COVID are helping save lives. I want to quote
3: you from an article from NPR in January of 2022. It says, the United States is an outlier in recommending masks from the age of two years old. The World Health Organization does not recommend masks for children under age five, while the European equivalent of the CDC doesn't recommend them for children under age 12. In retrospect, was it a mistake for the United States to defy the international norm on child masking?
4: The U.S. has been working closely with our international partners, and we have done more than any other country to but try to But that's not what our, I asked you. I asked countries.
3: you, was it our a mistake countries. to defy the international norm on the issue of child masking?
4: We continue to use all the best practices when it comes to making sure people take the precautions. Is they there need a reason you're not answering
3: my question, Mr. Secretary?
4: I'm, I'm answering the question I best, the best I can because you keep phrasing questions that are already geared to get a particular answer.
3: Mr. Secretary, a few weeks ago we had uh, the testimony from your counterpart, the Secretary of Education, who gave false testimony uh, to this committee. He claimed that he did not encourage states to adopt uh, student vaccine mandates. Uh, I wanted to ask uh, your own uh, recollection of your own advocacy. Did you encourage or support the adoption of student vaccine mandates uh, by states or school districts?
4: We have encouraged states to use all the precautions necessary to protect their populations, including students.
3: Did you, including student vaccine mandates? you, you All inc- the
4: precautions to help states protect their populations? Right, but specifically,
3: students. did you support student vaccine mandates?
4: We have supported all the policies that show that they help save lives.
3: Did you support student vaccine mandates, yes or no?
4: We have supported all policies that help states make sure people's lives are saved.
3: Mr. Secretary, uh, Madam Chair, I think we had uh, an opening from you asking for the, uh, the witness to give frank and honest answers. And we're just not getting that today, I'm afraid. And uh, that's very unfortunate. Congress, if you
4: pose questions in a way that I could respond to them, I would.
3: And
0: Thank just so you, we're, we're clear, there is there's no evidence out there anywhere <clears throat> doesn't exist that vaccinating young people, 18 and below, did anything To protect them from COVID-19 that's irrefutable which is why the World Health Organization three months ago said we do not need to be vaccinating teens and children but see in classic lying scumbag and that's why I say hey democrat moms and dads that voted for this crap are you listening can't give a straight answer the question was did you support vaccine mandates for kids And he dances around. It's the same song and dance every time a lying scumbag from the Biden administration goes and testifies. They won't give you straight answers. It gets even worse. Let me have Rochelle Walensky. This is, of course, the disgraceful, horrific one. Let me hear that first James Comer one. Um, James Comer one. He's questioning Walensky. Go ahead. My question is, did the
5: CDC work with private companies to influence a censorship of dissent about vaccines?
2: Um, You know, that topic is one that is under litigation in the courts, so I will not be speaking to that.
5: Recently, Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg said that during the COVID-19 pandemic, the establishment kind of waffled a bunch of facts and then asked for a bunch of things to be censored that, in retrospect, ended up being more debatable or true. Did the CDC work with Meta or I like to call it Facebook still to censor or otherwise alter any post?
2: Here's what I can tell you, the most important thing that has gotten us out of this pandemic, I think, is our vaccine and how well they work and how safe they are. I understand that. And it was really important that the American people understand how well they worked and how safe they are. I understand it. But but in terms of the communications, that is again something that I'm not going to speak to because it is currently under So you're not going to answer the
0: question? Not going to answer the question. Question was simple. Did you collude with social media, private enterprises? to come up with a game plan on how to squash dissent. You know, just standard free thinking talked about two things. It talked about lab leaks and that the vaccines weren't working. They were not working. I, I don't think that's off the charge to put on the table that, hey, we're getting a breakthrough case like every 10 seconds, so what's the deal? So they weren't working, and they were changing their dialogue, their narrative around the vaccines this whole time. It started out, you're going to take one, maybe two. But you're not going to get COVID-19. You're going to be f- safe. You can go visit grandma. All this lies. Remember this? And that turned into within six months, it will prevent you from death. It'll prevent you with hospitalization. That is also not true. The overwhelming majority now of those hospitalized with COVID are those that have been vaccinated for COVID. Fact. It's a hard fact for those that bought the thing hook, line, and sinker to accept. I understand that. It's very disappointing. Give me the second comer, will you? Did the CDC ever work with Facebook to craft internal
5: policies on censoring posts regarding the COVID pandemic? Again, this is something
2: that is under court litigation. What I will say, though, it is so very important to get correct, factual information out to people to understand the overwhelming benefit of these vaccines over the very What about Twitter?
5: Can you answer that?
2: Again, under court litigation. So you
5: refuse to answer the
2: question? No, what I'm saying is it is under court litigation, uh, and I will say that the most important thing that we were working towards at CDC is to get facts out to people so they understood in plain language okay, what but, was important. Which time, that the I'm going to reclaim my
5: time. Facebook's policy on coronavirus misinformation, dated February 8, 2021, said that it would purge quote false claims, including the notion that COVID-19 is man-made or manufactured. Director, did the CDC ever recommend that Facebook or other companies censor posts promoting the lab leak theory?
2: We are all, we're speaking to the same thing. These are all uh, situations that are under court litigation. I will not be speaking Did,
5: to did the CDC ever recommend that Facebook or other companies censor posts suggesting that vaccines did not prevent the infection or, or spread of COVID-19? What
2: was most important to CDC was to get information about how well the vaccines were working and how safe they are. And, um, you know, many of the questions, all of the questions that you're asking are along the same lines they're currently under litigation in the courts
0: okay so but that was not true it just simply wasn't true it wasn't safe it wasn't stopping COVID. they never you know how there's never an apologies like yeah we missed on that one we got wrong on this one you know I heard Trump about when Bill Barr was talking about um, Uh, he was coming out and accusing Trump. Trump's response was, we missed on Bill Barr. We made a mistake with Bill Barr. You never hear that from Democrats. You never hear we say, yeah, we screwed up. We probably didn't need to mask all the way down to two years old. Probably not. We probably didn't need to recommend that every single airline pilot on the planet get the COVID vaccine because it cost us a lot of pilots. A lot of people don't know about that sort of bubbling issue that could burst any moment on the pilot shortage. The amount of of changes that the FAA has had to do to pilot testing, you know, their heart testing, their health, all these diagnostics so that they can get them in the air because they've been damaged, because they've been injured by the vaccine. We have now a pilot shortage. And what are we doing? Well, we're getting them from India. We're getting them from overseas, less trained, less experienced, and that's who's flying you and your family. Why? Because of a vaccine mandate. Just stop. It it never ends with these guys. Um, Getting your calls in, though, as you please, as you like, 303-477-5600. That gets you on the air. The text line, your text BRAVE to 720-999-9493. That's 720-999-9493. You simply plug your thoughts right in there. We'll get them right on the air. Call. Get on the air. Do all that stuff on the air. Rochelle Walensky, though, is still in this delusional, she is going down with the ship. But as we started the show, I thought, I just, I just continue to have this. I don't understand how, when COVID hit, some people had the reaction that they did. Some people saw on the news, they saw on CNN, they saw the fake images of bodies being pulled out of hospitals while nurses were dancing and frolicking around. Okay. So as that was going on, it, it terrified some people. It traumatized some people. They, they looked to government to say, take, take, us, take, us, t- take it away. Take the pain away. One thing that the government is very, very good at is creating crisis that then they put out there, that, but we can solve it for you. You're in fear. You're going to lose this thing. We can give it back to you. We just need you to do this. That's one thing that government is very, very good at. But I think there was eight really important factors that this elite sort of collusion attacked the American public with during COVID. This is what I think happened. You know, the first thing they did was isolation. COVID happened. It was isolation. Shut down school. Shut down work. Shut you down. Isolation. And begin to establish that dependence on government, dependent on your oppressor. Remember, they were the kidnapper. Okay, they were the torturer of the government, the CDC, the state and local governments. They were the ones shutting you down. So the moment this, uh, Dr. Fauci's of the world, isolation make you dependent on the oppressor. That was the first thing they started with, really. Number two is they monopolized perception censorship so when they monopolize the information this is if you have a dissenting opinion lab leak covid shots aren't safe um, masks shouldn't be on kids squash that out censor that out twitter remove that facebook remove that don't let them talk about anything that doesn't fit what we're going with the company line is simple the company line is covid's going to kill us all but the u.s government can solve this for you We can get you back there. We just need you to do everything we say. Are you willing to listen? That's number two. Number three, induce exhaustion. Give them to quit. Give them to give it. Give up. Okay, I'll wear the mask. Okay, I'll wear the vaccine. I'm so sick of this life. That's torture. Okay, that's another form of government torture. Exhaust you to the point of submission. Okay. We will let you out of your house if and when. Inducing exhaustion throughout the COVID pandemic. All this stuff, folks, was causing tremendous stress on the mind and the body of the average American person. Some people, they folded up like a deck of cards. Others grew stronger than they ever could have dreamed. Why that happened? Ask God. Threats. See, so for some, we couldn't get them to break. And the threats... The threat of torture had to come in. M- remember, remember the disgusting testing of the PCR test? They would t- Now, think about this. This is always something that's fascinating to me. They would stick that nasal swab so far up your nose that you risked brain penetration, blood-brain barrier. You were risking that injury. So here was COVID that was supposedly so contagious, you had to stay six feet away. You had to wear a mask. But the only way to test if you had it was if they stuck that thing so far up your nose that it almost caused a brain bleed. Does that make sense to you? That's a part of the torture. That's a part of that torture. Okay. They're waiting on you to break, and then we can take it away. We can take this pain away from you. Just give in. right? Fake rewards. Fake rewards throughout the pandemic. I love this one. If you remember the Emperor Joe Biden, he got up there early in his presidency and he said, listen, folks, if everybody does their part, you can have a barbecue this 4th of July. You can say hi to dad. You can have a beer with your neighbor, but you got to get vaccinated and you got to tell your friends and your family and you all have to do it. That's a fake reward. You had the right to barbecue without his permission, without the CDC's permission. You had the right to do that. Another fake reward. Uh, You saw that all the time, too, with, well, if you're vaccinated, you can do this. If you're unvaccinated, you sit in a corner in shame. Fake rewards. You could do whatever you wanted anyways. They just didn't give you that thought. How about exhibit control? The omnipresence overwhelming. Uh, we saw this in Canada. How about this in Canada? Where the truckers lost their bank accounts. If you were helping the truckers, you lost your bank account. If you were protesting, they would stampede you with a horse. We saw that happen in Canada. Exhibit control. If you're not going to give up, how about this? How about we stick it a little harder? Okay. How about the degradation and the shaming? You heard that same Rochelle Walensky and Joe Biden throughout the pandemic. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. What a great lie that was. Almost as great a lie as asymptomatic people are spreading COVID like wildfire. You're going to kill your grandparent even though you have no symptoms. Exhibiting control, degradation and shame is all a part of this inducing stress on the human body human mind until they break you how about this one this one i love enforcing trivial demands check this one out if you remember oh for much of covid and and really in some place it's still going on you want to go out to a restaurant you wear a mask in the lobby as you're waiting for your table you wear a mask as you walk to your table You can take your mask off to drink and eat. But if you're going to go to the bathroom, got to put your mask back on. Once you're done eating and paying that bill, got to put the mask back on. That makes sense to you? That's a trivial, absurd demand to keep the stress, keep the control going. Isolation, monopolize perception, induce exhaustion, threat of torture, threat of pain. You want to go back to work? You want to send your kids back to school? We can do that for you. We're the government. But you're going to have to do all these things for us. And some of it, it meant risking it all. I mean, when you took a COVID shot, I mean, holy cow, people that took a COVID shot out of the gate, holy mackerel. They were so ready to break that the second that showed up and the fake promise That everything goes back to normal. Just take the shot. That person was ready to break from day one. Why? Why did that person want to bend so easy? And I guess it just comes down to you're going to have 20% of the population that wants to do that. They're begging for government to tell them the next thing to do. Then you got that nice bell curve that everybody in the middle, I don't know, I don't want to really get involved. I want to stay agnostic to the issue. And then you got that 20% on the other side that says, over my dead body, that's me, over my dead body, would you ever put a COVID shot in me? Kill me. Go ahead. You're trying to kill me with that shot anyway. So you're going to have to physically come to my house and kill me if you think I'm going to take your government medicine. Remember, the Department of Defense owns every single vaccine shot on the market today. That is fact, not fiction. So think about that when you're talking the vaccine, that this didn't come from Pfizer. This is being resold from the Department of Justice should be the Department of Defense with a Pfizer label on it. And they said that you're jeopardizing Grandma, you're jeopardizing your neighbor if you don't take that shot, but it was a government-ordered shot. Wow. Fake rewards. Fake rewards have been a theme throughout. We can get back to normal, but it takes everybody. Remember that that ridiculous theme of we're in this together? We're in this together until you don't do exactly what we say, when we say it, for as long as we say this. But we're in this together. If we all come together and take this COVID shot, and remember, 83% of the population wasn't good enough for them. was not good enough for them. 83% of our U.S. population has had at least one COVID shot. I would say about ninety-nine percent, maybe ninety-five percent of that population regrets having that shot. Why it didn't do anything for you. And you have this unknown variable attached to you for the rest of your life. What Pfizer did, what Department of Defense did, what Moderna did, what the manufacturing process of this shot did, was to make this a permanent part of your body while providing no protection against the very disease that it was designed to save you from. Wake up, speak out, walk bravely, be bold. Your life depends on it and your kid's life depends on it. Stop taking government orders. Tell them no, it's one of the most powerful words we have, no. We're saying this until next time, folks. We'll get an episode out over the weekend. We've got a lot of good stuff coming up for next week. Remember this, folks. Serve God. Help others. Stay good. Goodbye.
4: Stay connected with the show on Instagram at The Matthew Dark Show or send an email to TheMatthewDarkShow at gmail.com. Missed a show? Download any episode on Spotify. The Matthew Dark Show, live Wednesdays and Thursdays at 9 a.m. on KLZ 560 a.m.